Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. You know what? It's June. It means we celebrate Black Music Month. Now, if you're wondering, where did this start? Well, it started in 1979 when President Carter, on June 7th, decreed that June would be the month of Black Music. At that time, it was called African American Music Appreciation Month. Well, that was 40 years ago this week. Can you believe it? My guest today is one of my favorite people. Kevin Fleming has had a stellar career in radio and music and entertainment. He is publisher of the Urban Buzz. He's been program director for many, many stations in this area and other places in the country, formerly KACE here in uh, L.A., which is where we work together, uh, Radio One. And he is currently at KF. I'm sorry, KPFK uh, here in Los Angeles. Kevin, welcome to Hollywood Live Extra. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Tanya. It's great to be with you and happy Black Music Month. I know. You know, it's really funny because I didn't realize until we had really booked you for this that it, it's been 40 years this week, which is kind of amazing. Do you think it's made a difference? Well, it makes a difference if we make sure we keep talking about it and sharing this information with, with everyone, because I believe black music is American music and needs to be celebrated. You know, it's interesting. 40 years ago, we were still living in the analog world. We now live in the digital world. It changed everything. But the one thing it did not seem to change was that black folks still get put in these very specific categories. Why is that? That's an interesting uh, dilemma that we face. And I think to a certain degree, some of those barriers are coming down because of the popularity of urban music, especially in the hip-hop and rap area, where it crosses Mm -hmm. over to a broader demographic. So we do need to have to uh, keep fighting about our music to make sure that it's uh, received by our listeners and appreciated by all those that appreciate this type of music and try to tear those walls down. That's very important that we um, understand that what we offer is uh, a contribution to the entire world of music and we should be very proud of that. Well, and I think we are because, you know, clearly we've changed the culture all over the world. It's been our music, which has been our style. And I mean, that's been going on for the last hundred years. You know, there would be no culture almost here in America if it wasn't for black people. And now it's kind of interesting because you look at the, um, like the Korean group that is out there, and I cannot think of their name. They've got that, that long. Thank you. Uh, and and look at what they're doing. And I, you know, I I herald back to our days with uh, New Edition and and Bell Bib DeVoe and and you know e- even New Kids on the Block because they came out of that Maury Star uh, machine. And it really is black music. Absolutely. And, you know, to a certain extent, uh, given our state of our current administration, there's a great deal of pushback to uh, black folks all around this country. And it's starting to uh, to look like that in other places around the world. They want our culture, but they just don't want us. Yeah. So no, you're absolutely we do right. understand the dilemma that we face. We just have to keep on fighting and keep on remembering that we do bring a great deal to the party. One of the things that I'm concerned about really is the corporate ownership of media in this country and that how that culture of ownership is is becoming more and more conservative. 
where uh, there may be an effect on on uh, the information that we share, the type of music we make, the um, the presentation of what we do, uh, and how it's watered down to uh, the masses. So uh, mm-hmm. that's something to be concerned about. And I just want to worry about the information that is disseminated to our communities. Uh, are we being told the truth, or is it as um, uh, Don McCann would like to say, fake news? Yeah, well, that's that. Now you raise a very interesting point there because with the fact that you know, I mean, we're here on American Urban Radio Networks. We are now, if not the only, maybe there are two uh, black-owned media networks for radio. That's and true. Yeah, and so we know what we're putting out, and people know, I mean, that's the reason we're all still here, because people know that they're getting it from people who understand their community, who live in their community, and who, you know, just have a history. And when you start with, I mean, I'm looking at Viacom. I just got an invite from uh, the president of Viacom to come over and talk to them and some people at Forbes. And so I'm thinking, okay, and they're talking about what their their new mantle is, and they're talking about BET. Well, of course, you know I got here, because... Bob Johnson brought me out to start BET, but that was a black-owned company. It hasn't been for a long time. And so I said, let me go and find out what these people are going to be doing with BET, because I'm just curious what their plans are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been yet, so we'll see. But but it's very different. And, I mean, you can tell the whole, even though BET's done very well, it, there is a difference. There's a difference. What can we do about the lack of media ownership at this point in time? Is there anything we can do? Well, ownership is ownership. We have to pool our money or or bring some uh, investors together and whatnot and and own our own content and control our own content. That's always important, but that's more than a notion. I think what we need to understand is we make a vote for something every day with our dollars. And mm-hmm. that's really the change the change agent in America is not, you know, the protests and getting out there with the picket signs, but how you use your money, because that vote is the most important vote, because as we know, America is all about the dollar. Mm-hmm. No, it so really if you want to make a change, change it with your money, you know, where you spend your money, how you spend your money, how you keep businesses afloat with your uh, uh, patronage. So if we understand that concept, I think then we're in control of a lot of the things that we think we're not in control of. Well, and and you're so right about that. You know, it's really funny, too, because many of the radio promotions that you and I have both worked on over the years have been in that kind of thinking. It's like, okay, put your money over here because these are the businesses that support what we do. And honestly, I I haven't heard anybody say that lately anywhere. Well, I think that's you know what what things are judged on is their success in this in this society. So uh, when we move our money in a collective effort, when we do things str- strategically, I think we can see we can see a change coming because everybody wants uh, us to consume their products. But if we pick and choose who we're going to do business with because they're um, uh, reflective of our values and our agenda and whatnot and, and would support that, I think we can see a change coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very true. Now, in terms of, you know, I understand things like I, iTunes is going away. I mean, they kind of created this whole digital world. And it does seem that digital platforms have somewhat leveled the playing field. Do you think that's true or not? 
Well, in many ways, um, it has for their bottom line, but it doesn't necessarily translate that to artists uh, and, and in many ways, consumers. Because mm-hmm. uh, if an artist doesn't get um, compensated for their art, um, that's not a good thing. If um, the streaming phenomena may work for some, it may not work for others. There may be a financial burden in order to participate in all of those kind of things. So it's difficult on one hand to rectify that, but you understand it on the other hand. For people to receive uh, art and entertainment and music, uh, radio is still a viable option because it's free. Yeah. But when it when when you have to compete with uh, a non-commercial entity because of of subscription uh, platform or or how you uh, compensate somebody or pay somebody to get uh, the music that you want, then you get to dictate the terms of how you're going to do that by the amount of money you're willing to spend. But I still think that free radio uh, has a a value in our. Um, culture in, in our country and I hope that people will remember that well I think that people actually you know it's, it's we understand we live in one of the larger cities in America um, it's kind of like New York and LA and and then we some people think okay there's everybody in between well all of those people in between which is who we program to are the people who actually listen to free radio Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that you really have to kind of understand as well uh, who your audience is, as you said earlier, and how you can go after them and make sure that they're served. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I'm seeing is there's just a lack of, of really black news. I mean, okay, there's music. We've got black music. Uh, not even a lot of that, depending on where you are. Although, and I think that's why people are now depending on the streaming services. So has that hurt us? Well, it does hurt us when we don't get information and we don't get correct information. Or we get someone's skewed version of what they believe or what we think is uh, supposed to be information that's targeted to us. So it is mm-hmm. very important that we control the narrative and we control the dialogue and we control the information content. Because we're not uh, being told the truth in this country about a lot of things. Oh, that's you know, true. I mean, look, look at the cl- climate change or climate deniers, uh, you know, the food uh, situation and whatnot, the drug companies. There's so many things that are going wrong in the name of, and I don't want to say this in a negative way, in the, in the name of capitalism that has really gone out of control. So it's mm-hmm. all about the money. And, and and damn the uh, the facts. We don't live in a fact based society anymore, and we got to get back to what is real. You know, facts yeah. are facts. There's there's no such thing as an alternative fact. That's a lie. <laughs> it's true. It's so true, and it does play across all of these genres, and including radio. Just want everybody to know they're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. My guest today is the one and only Kevin Fleming. He's a giant in the radio industry and a publisher of uh, the Urban Buzz which is really I'm so proud of you Kevin because you guys have stepped that up over there anything you need to know go to urbanbuzz.com and you will get it and you'll find out about what's going on in the music industry and just in general you know in the world so congratulations on that I really so much I know it's taken a long time I appreciate you and what you do and you've been doing it a long time and you have the utmost respect and, and admiration so we celebrate you as well 
Oh, aren't you sweet? I knew that you would say that if I had you on here today. I'm just kidding. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the music now. One of the things that um, is is just amazing people in the music industry is the Billy Ray Silas and Little Nas record Old Town, that Old Town mm-hmm. remix. Um, you've got a rap guy who all of a sudden put on a cowboy suit and started doing country music and it, and they're they're trying to deny this but he's like number one everywhere what is well, up they can't deny it they can fight it if they want to but they this is a a train that's rolling downhill and it's not going to stop uh creativity uh talent wins out the guy came up with mm-hmm. something that's catchy and and people love and that's going to win the day so they can be upset about it. They should be upset about it because, you know, it's been a closed door to minorities for the most part in that genre mm-hmm. of music. And it's not necessarily the country artists that they're, where there's a problem. It's the gatekeepers. It's the, mm-hmm. uh, the record companies and the distribution companies and whatnot that don't want to see uh, those dollars being collected uh, from country music uh, in, a, in a little urban rap guy. So mm-hmm. um, that's unfortunate that we're dealing with that type of racism. But, you know, everywhere you look, you see something, there's a barrier. And all we have to do is rise high and jump over it. Keep on moving. Yeah, and keep on moving. Well, he apparently is jumping real high. He's jumping off of horses, <laughs> jumping on whatever. Well, the, but just... the people with Wrangler jeans uh, made a deal with him. And then, the you know, the, the redneck side of the country establishment gets upset about it. And that, right. that makes no sense. They're going to boycott, boycott jeans because the guy has made a deal? That's terrible. Right. That's ridiculous. It is terrible. It is ridiculous. But that shows how irrational racism is. I mean, that's all you can say. This is totally irrational. Mm-hmm. If you know, and, and the thing is, the more they complain, the more uh, uh, people talk about it and the more sales cre- are created. If they were smart, yeah. they'd leave it alone, and it would have been a phenomenon that's already, you know, passed, uh, passed by right. already. Right, exactly. And, and they're just trying to hope that they can hop on the next train, because you know there will be another one. Kevin, what would you say uh, about the, what, what we will be hearing and seeing and what the new trends will be in the business of black music in terms of even distribution or sales or whatever? Well, I think that there's a step away from um, major distributors, major record labels by major artists. I mean, we just saw uh, Rock Nation, uh, Jay-Z's company, uh, close its doors, not so much from the standpoint of having a label, but having an operations of a label, because all they need is really an imprint. They can take their artists uh, to any distributor and making an independent deal. So I think you're going to probably see bigger artists go away from the major system because they don't need it. Once you reach a um, um, a level of exposure, uh, mm-hmm. you don't really need that distributor to help you get your music out. There's just too many methods by which you can do that now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So why give up, you know, a percentage, a big percentage to somebody else when you can keep it all yourself and distribute your own music? Yeah, that's very true. Do you see people writing in the way that folks used to write music back in the day? And do you publish it the same or how has that changed? Well, unfortunately, uh, to a certain degree, um, popular music has become the lowest common denominator of, of all of the 
uh, elements that used to go into a composition. Now we're you know track driven. Uh, we're also uh, big hooks, and those are the kind of things. So it's not the all of the elements that are going into uh, what a real composition was. You know, all of the the music and and uh, development and whatnot. But uh, you know, music is secular. It it, it mm-hmm. will come back around again. You know, jazz is is uh, coming back in a new way, in a more uh, hip and slick kind of way with some young uh, musicians. Um, There's always room for great composition. There's always room for great music. You just have to find a way to get it to the people that need to hear it. So I don't know if there's a trend in in all of this because it all comes Mm -hmm. back around again. I just say say, try to make the best music you can. Be be positive and, uh, and do good work. I love it. And people, we want everybody to uh, check out the uh, Urban Buzz. How can they get access to that and, and find out what you guys are doing and get w- the latest www.theurbanbuzz.com. Come on over they, and check us out. Yeah, they got some great stuff over there. Kevin, thank you so much. I know you got to get back to work probably. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Tanya. It's been a pleasure being on with you today. Oh, absolutely. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe to Hollywood Live Extra through SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of these because you don't want to miss any of them. If you like what you hear, like today, because I know you did, please leave a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.